Welcome to The Courage Effect. I'm Suzanne Weller, and this is a show about growth and unleashing what's possible. You'll hear inspiring stories about what courage looks like, how we navigate what's getting in our way, and the opportunities that surface when we choose courage over comfort. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Suzanne. Welcome to The Courage Effect. I am excited for our conversation today. We are going to be talking about neuroscience. We're going to be talking about how we can potentially rewire our brain. And our guest today is somebody who can help us do that. Our guest is Maureen Chiana. Maureen is the CEO and founder of the Mindsight Academy and the host of Lead to Excel podcast. She enhances leaders and teams to perform at their optimum in her work as a neuro leadership facilitator and neuro coach, delivering performance enhancement treatment, PET, by rewiring the brains of leaders to perform at their optimum. In her roles as a high-performance trainer, coach, corporate consultant, neuroleadership, and emotional intelligence specialist, she is an award-winning speaker who specializes in facilitation by leveraging the neuroscience insights into how the brain works to empower leaders, female leaders, executives, and business owners to perform optimally. Maureen, I am thrilled to have you here. Welcome to The Courage Effect. Oh, thanks so much, Suzanne. I'm so pleased to be here. It's wonderful to see you. Um, you. I have so enjoyed the conversations that we have had over the past couple of years where we've talked about how we get in our own way. And so much of that has to do with our brains and how we're wired. And that is one of the biggest challenges. So as we start to talk about this, obviously, I'd like to start a little bit, maybe not with your brain, but maybe some talking about courage for you. I know that you have some some courageous story in your past. So why don't we start off with that? Give us an, an example of something that you've done that you're proud of and how you potentially moved into maybe rewiring your own brain. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. I, you know, for me, when it's when we when I think of courage, I'll say that the biggest thing I did was setting up a hair and beauty salon. And why it was so courageous, it was literally me stepping out of my comfort zone. It was doing something I had never thought I would ever be doing. I'm not a hairdresser. Um, I love having my own hair done. But what happened was that in the region where I live in the UK, there was no salon that catered for my type of hair. So I kind of, if I, someone actually challenged me because I was always complaining. And he said, why don't you open one yourself? And I kind of went, yeah, yeah, why don't I? And then I started the research and it, I did open a salon and it was fantastic. Why I say it's courageous was because I'd never, you know, made, I don't even know how to do my own hair properly. I have to go to a salon myself because in the Afro community, you tend to find that most times you can do cornrow, you can do little things. I can't. So it was really a bold step to do it and employing people had never done that before. You know, the whole aspect of running a business. So not just starting as an entrepreneur, but really stepping out there into the public domain. Anyway, I did it and it was fantastic. Four years in, I had to make a decision that either I train to become a hairdresser myself or I've got to sell it and close it down. And I, I, you know, I ended up taking the latter decision, which was to sell it because I had lost so much money and I was losing so much money in the process. So closing it, 
I now kind of went from being, uh, you know, really high, feeling cool, really excited that I've done this business to it coming to a very, very low point in my life where I felt like a failure. I felt really, you know, a lot, all the emotions, frustration. I felt um, people were laughing at me. I just felt a lot of, a lot of emotions. And the question was, how do I get out of this? How do I navigate this? Because I was literally sinking into depression. And four months after closing the business, I lost my mom. Suddenly, as well, she wasn't ill, she just passed away. So it was it was a lot. But that was what led me to neuroscience because I started asking the question, how do I navigate through this? How do I change these emotions? How do I climb out? And it just led me to really studying about the brain. My background had been in lecturing before. I had been a lecturer at university. So I had taught anatomy and physiology. So I knew how the brain worked. But linking it to behavior was so new to me. But that was how, that was literally what gave me so much insight, so much knowledge that made me go, wow. And I brought myself out of that low point. Wow, that's quite a story. And I, I love that you had somebody in your life that basically you were complaining and said, why don't you do something about it? And you did. It was actually a colleague at work. So it wasn't even a close friend, but I had just complained so much. And I think he probably was just fed up of listening to me complaining that he said, <laughs> you know what, you, why don't you just open one yourself? But then it really landed because I went, yeah, why don't I? So, yeah. Well, and you bring up such an interesting point too, of you didn't, you didn't know the business, you didn't know the the technique, like you didn't know, you really jumped in. So that took a lot of courage for you to go into that unknown and really learn. And what I'm hearing too, is what, what you needed to know. You didn't feel like you had to go in and do everything. You didn't have to be an expert in doing hair at the same time that you were starting a business. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. What I did do is I did do my research. I did a lot of research. I really studied how the salon works. I went into salons myself. I would sit, I'll have my hair done. I met up with them, salon owners, asked them lots of questions about how it's run. I even enrolled in a college that run hair and beauty training. And um, I decided to enroll as a teacher, as a lecturer, teaching the, the um, I think I was teaching anatomy and physiology. Yes, I was teaching anatomy and physiology to the beauty therapist, but I was in the department so I could see how a salon ran. I was with experts, so I could ask them lots of questions. And then I went and trained to be a nail technician myself and also trained to do hair extensions. What I couldn't train to do in that period of time was the Afro hair, which was um, relaxing hair or doing the plaits. I couldn't do all that, but at least I could do hair extensions on European hair because this salon catered for you know um, Af Afro-Caribbean hair and Caucasian hair as well. So at least I could do something. Um, so I did do a lot of research and I had, people, because I had met with salon owners, I had people to run to if I had questions as well. So that was really important. That's great. So educating yourself, but at the same time, realizing what, what you were willing to do and what made sense for you in that moment. Yeah, absolutely. What was, what was the hardest part for you about actually making the decision to close the business? 
you know, I really did not want to close it. And I probably would have kept pushing through. Do you know something? I remember when I opened the business and someone said to me, what's your exit plan? That upset me so much. I said, why would I start a business and have an exit plan? You know, because if I'm going to have an exit plan, then I might as well just, you know, there's no point in doing it. That was my mindset at the time. So I was so focused on it, on it succeeding. It was a case of, you know what, the bridges are, are, are the bridges are burnt. I'm, I'm not going back. This has to work. Now, when it got to a point that I think I was literally pushed to the world because you know, the clients, I wasn't getting that many clients, which was a huge problem. I had done so much. I did um, surveys to, for, before I even started. How much will people pay? Will they go to a salon? I did all that. But the reality was so different because mm-hmm. in the Afro community, a lot of people actually did the hair themselves at home. And I found that many, many people did not want to come to the salon. So it was really, I, I came in across a lot of barriers that I didn't even think will exist. So the most difficult part for me was actually having to make that step. And what actually pushed me to do it was that for the first time since I started the business, I couldn't pay my um, the, the rent for the property. And then when it got to that point, I went, okay, it's time. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so a, a big, a big lesson, a lesson in having something that didn't necessarily work out, learning from failure is one of the things that I'm hearing. Yes, absolutely. It was, it was really interesting because I learned about failure, but I also learned how to manage people. You know, I learned what, what it entailed to manage people. I learned that just, you know, when you have people, you've got to really learn who they are and how to, you know, what to do to get the best out of them. So that was a big learning aspect for me. Um, Yeah, but it was really important to look back and, you know, at, at least doing it, I then realized that, okay, don't spend too much when starting a business because I spent a lot. I made a lot of investments in assets and things that were not important. That was another huge lesson for me. Yeah. So if you were to think back, do you wish that you would have created an exit plan when you actually were kicking it off? Actually, yes, I would. Actually, I would create an exit plan next time. See, I'm getting a hot flush now. Yes, I would. I would actually have an exit plan. At least think things through better, plan better, um, spend wiser, which I didn't. I was literally just spending on things like a phone system, you know, things that were not really necessary. Um, but yes, I would have an exit plan. <laughs> well, and it's like you said, you want to think really positively when you're starting off a business. You don't want to think about what what might happen. But yeah, hindsight hindsight is a good a good teacher. Yeah, at least look at things that could be a challenge and plan towards them, as opposed to just going and thinking that life is so rosy because it's not. So just thinking what could be the obstacles and what you would do to address those obstacles, I think is important. Yeah, that is one big lesson I learned. And it's what I teach people I work with now. Is that That's so important. Yeah. You also said one other thing, and I know we're going to have to go to a break in a minute, but you talked about really wanting to do the best for the people that were working for you. And, yeah. and also for yourself, because you were, you were in this moment of 
navigating through something that was failing and your mother passing away. So when we come back from the break, I would love to talk to you a little bit more about how, how did you, this to me seems like a big thread for you. How do you get out of, how do you navigate the hard times? How do you actually look to something that optimism and how do you harness that? And I know that has a lot to do with the brain and I would love to talk to you more about that. If that sounds good. (laughs) Cool. Great. All right. Uh, We're going to take a break. We will be right back. This is Suzanne Weller. You're listening to The Courage Effect. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody. It's Suzanne from The Courage Effect. As the seasons changed, I poked into my closet and discovered how stale my wardrobe had become. Everything felt boring, and I wanted something different and fresh. I grabbed my laptop and remembered armoire. Why not clothing rental? I could experiment with new styles from jeans to something fancy without spending a ton of money and buying clothes I would only wear a handful of times. Armoire makes clothing rental easy. Build a perfect seasonal wardrobe with brands that are unique, sustainably sourced, and owned by women. All you have to do is take the style quiz, select items from your personalized closet, and they will ship them straight to your door. Armoire allows me to indulge in high quality designer clothing with no guilt. They promote sustainability with fewer items ending up in the donation bag and landfill and no dry cleaning fees. Trust me, your cramp closet and the environment will thank you. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, you must try Armoire. And right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style. That's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash the courage effect to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to The Courage Effect. This is Suzanne, and my guest today is Maureen Chiana. We are talking about neuroscience. Maureen was sharing a story from earlier in her world and how she really needed to figure out how she was going to navigate through the challenge. And I know that one of the things that as we really look to how our brains are wired, our brains aren't always our best friend. So I'm wondering for you, Maureen, when you started to to learn neuroscience, what were the things that really stood out for you? I found it interesting and really powerful how what goes on in the brain actually controls or drives our emotions, our actions, even how we make decisions. I found that so powerful because it took me back to the salon days and a member of my team, one of the um, stylists, was was really misbehaving, you know, coming late, disappointing clients, and even disappointed a client on her wedding day. So I needed to have tough conversations with her, and I couldn't. I couldn't. And that was when I realized that, okay, that, you know, why couldn't I? I was so scared that, oh, what if I told her in all the what ifs? What if I said it and she walked out? What if and she raised her voice? What if? And so when I started studying the brain, it then got me to understand that how we are wired actually impacts on the way we see life, the way we process things, the way we interact with people, what you know, how we manage people as well. So it really taught me a lot. And, you know, I said at the time that I was going through a really difficult time. I was feeling like a failure. 
I felt humiliated because when I opened the salon, it was a it was big news because in, it was the first in the region where I lived in Kent. So we're covered on the BBC news. So it was so huge. So to go from that to then closing the business, it was, you know, I felt so, I felt really embarrassed that as well. So there was a lot of emotions going on, but understanding the brain and understanding that I can actually do something about how I was feeling. You know, I did not need to feel like a victim anymore, which is what I really felt like. I did feel like a victim of circumstances, but just being able to flip that to saying, actually, no, Maureen, you're not a failure. The business failed, but not you. You were actually quite bold and courageous to do what you did. Yes, there are lessons that you learned from it. If I, there are lessons that you should have learned from it, because I remember someone saying to me at the time that you will look back and be so appreciative of what you've done. And I went, I can't see how any, I, I can look back and see any good thing from this. That was how I felt at the time. But when I started studying the brain, it was, it just really opened my eyes to, wow, what I did was huge. And I have learned a lot from it. Wow. So what I'm hearing is that the studying this, really getting more into the science and understanding how we're wired helped you to better accept you and be more courageous ultimately at the same time. Absolutely. It, it made me understand who I was because in the process of studying the brain, I also discovered emotional intelligence, which was amazing. So just being able to combine both, one, I then became aware of who Maureen actually is. You know, the fact that Maureen is a courageous woman, Maureen is a woman that has stepped out and done something that I never thought, because growing up as a young girl, I was the girl that was so shy. I was the one that if there's a fight somewhere, I'm running away. I'm the one that doesn't speak in public. But to really come out and do this, so I had I gave myself a pat on the back and said, well done. And that was the first thing I did. Then the emotional intelligence aspect then made me understand how to listen to how I was feeling so that when those thoughts come up that you're a failure, that you, you, know, you, you, you shouldn't have done it, when those thoughts come up, I now recognize them, recognize the emotion that they invoked in me and I was able to manage them properly. And as time went on, I then started going out to speak again, now speaking about the brain. So I wasn't just speaking at, in the universities. Now I was going out to public places to really speak about my experience in the salon and how we can actually change our narratives, how we can change our lives by changing our brain and changing how we feel. And that made a huge difference to me. Yeah. So it's, for me, it's, it's when I learn more about neuroscience, it's, it's normalizing for me, like, oh, how I'm feeling is, is, is common, right? Like I'm not the only one that is doing this. And then it's the idea of, but just because I'm here, doesn't mean I have to stay here. Yeah. And that was it for me, Suzanne. It was that because I'm here, it doesn't mean, well, I couldn't stay there because I was at rock bottom. So I needed to get out of that place. I needed to get out from the place where I was always crying. I was always so miserable. I was hiding from the public because I felt so ashamed. And I'll be walking along the roads and I'll be feeling people are talking about me. 
you know, and that suddenly changed to, well, if they are, it's good because I've done something that they haven't done. You know, so I literally flipped. So instead of walking face down, when I go to the bank, I used to walk down, head down, not looking right or left in case anyone noticed. I started walking, you know, with head raised up, you know, with, with some swag in my steps going, you know what? I did it. You know, yes, I did it and it did not work, but at least I did it for four years. So that completely changed who I was as well. And um, I would say that even from before, uh, you know, before I set up the business to where I then got to once I understood the brain was completely a different person. I was so confident, so confident in myself, so confident to do things I could you know, I, I became so bold. I could have those difficult conversations when I needed to, all from truly embracing where I was, who I was, and managing those emotions. But it also helped me to understand people. And I would say I became more empathetic about how people felt because of what I'd been through and because I was now understanding the, the emotions and the brain. Well, and it's also interesting when you think about that in the context of the conversation that you wanted to have with one of your stylists, right? Because she she wasn't she wasn't showing up like you needed her to show up. And yeah. that's so much of the challenge is, is that we don't necessarily understand why other people might be struggling. And especially now with neurodiversity, I mean, I I, I believe that most of us are neurodiverse in some way. So yeah. and it's hard for us to to know like what really is a, a struggle, what might be for me isn't for somebody else, and vice versa. So what I'm hearing from you is that it's not just about, it didn't just change your relationship with yourself, which is amazing to build that confidence and to allow you to really live your life differently, but it changed your relationships with other people. It really did because with the, with understanding how the brain works, it got me to truly understand that we're all wired differently. And it got me to understand actually what it means to be wired in certain ways. So I could, you know, I look at people and, and, you know, it's just even asking questions and talking to them. It gave me a better understanding of who they are. And that then helped me understand them better so I could speak in their own language. And the interesting thing is, as time went on and I started using these skills in management and supporting leaders, a few years later, I decided to set up in business again, something I said I would never do. But I did, you know, set up a new business and this time, you know, training people, coaching so that they can understand themselves, but also understand people. Because you see, with managers in particular, leaders, when you understand the people that you're interacting with or you're managing, you're able to speak to them directly as opposed to speaking the way you are. It also helps you manage your expectations of others because you understand that they're different from you. So you might work in a certain way, but this person, for example, when they're wired, you know, more, more that estrogen part of the brain, they, they're the kind of people who resist change. So if you're then going through change and you're just giving all the information, that will send them into flight of, of freeze mechanism. They will, they will, it will kick off their fear the, the, the fear um, system in their body. So what you need to do is speak to them directly, explain to them what the process is going to be and let them ask questions because it's from the questions you understand what their fears are, then you can address them specifically. Yeah, 
Well, and stress-induced behavior is a whole other thing, right? Like we're, yeah. we think I'm fine. And then we get stressed out and we're completely <laughs> not, not showing up how we want to at all. Exactly. And it's, it, it just reminds me because there's something I always tell managers, when you employ people, you employ them because of their brain, their skills, all that. But when they start working for you, most leaders then make, you know, make the staff to leave their brain at home. What you should do is let them bring it into work, but you just need to spend the time understanding them because when you do, you get the best out of people. And I just find the whole concept of being able to rewire the brain so powerful because in the past, the belief was that we couldn't change the way we are as adults. Now we know that that's not true. And just being able to understand that we can, it just changes everything. So bring your brain to work and allow other people to bring their brains as well and understand, take the time to understand what's going on. Yeah, nice. yeah definitely. Is there one question that you would recommend people ask themselves to to wake up to maybe what's going on in in the moment if they're activated if they're not necessarily acting <laughs> in the way that they want to do you have like one little one little quick question they might be able to ask themselves you know what i would say is just ask yourself why am i feeling this way and just stop and pay attention to what your brain is saying why and and you might need to go to a few whys you know, maybe three Y's down or four Y's down. Some people say even five, but just keep going. So why am I feeling this way? So why is this making, why is, why is this invoking this kind of emotion? So why is it upsetting me? Or why is what this person said made me unhappy or sad or angry? Just keep asking the why's and keep going till you get to the bottom of it and you understand why. And you see, even just stopping to ask the why is also putting a break on that emotional part of the brain that is activated. You know, lots of times it's having an amygdala hijack. Just asking the why puts a break on that emotional part of the brain and allows the prefrontal cortex to kick in. And that's where you can then make the decision that you need to make intentionally. Yeah, it's really powerful. The power of the pause, as I like to call it. So, yeah. um, well, thank you, Maureen. This was such a great conversation. I want to share a couple of the highlights that I heard from you. Um, I think the big question, how do I navigate through this? Really giving ourselves some grace of where we are and that curiosity of what am I, what am I doing? What can I be doing to potentially rewire what my brain and my body are doing in that moment? Um, thinking about what our exit plan might be. I know that sounds kind of hard when you're creating something new, but what are the obstacles that might get in the way? And really understanding your brain is truly empowering. So um, there is there is knowledge there and there is power. So Maureen, thank you. We'll put all of your information on the Courage Effect website for people to reach out to you. We so appreciate you being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you such a pleasure. And thank you everybody for listening. Stay courageous. We will talk to you again soon.